a horse girl and you better saddle up pal hi welcome to join your buds the only podcast that can read in the dark and i'm here with a new guest he's a photographer he's from janesville but he escaped he also wears a mustache give it up for diego avela this is so fitting because i don't have a mustache right now i know <laughs> when i wrote that i was like he's gonna have his mustache there no flip the microphone around yeah, there you go. That's there we go. That's okay. going to be even now better I'm for audible. Yeah, yeah. I love the podcast where it's just like one distant voice. It's one really clear voice. Yeah, one has a microphone. And one very <laughs> distant one that you can't hear at all. It's the best part of it. That's why we listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Diego, you are a photographer. You're also an engineer here in Milwaukee. You also sometimes get up and do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades. I, I do want to... And I hate all of it. It's all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recommend. I do want to hear your upbringing. I know you were born in Janesville. Janesville. What brought you to Milwaukee? What brings you here? I just really needed somewhere to escape that was just as bad as Janesville, but no. Yeah, I, I came here for engineering school. I went to a two-year school in Janesville, uh, part of the UW system with the intention of eventually going to either Madison or Milwaukee for engineering school. I got accepted into Madison and I told them, no, I'm too good for you. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go to Milwaukee. I wanna live somewhere that smells like a cigarette all the time. Obviously. No, I got accepted into Madison. I really, like, I need to tell, I need people to know that I got accepted into Madison's engineering program. And said no. Uh, actually, they, like wait like a month before the semester starts to tell you whether or not you're accepted and i was like where the fuck am i gonna even live before like it logistically i'm like i'm not even i don't even want to deal with it so by the time i heard from madison that i was accepted i had already looked at apartments and like had a lease ready to go in milwaukee okay Milwaukee is reliable i can rely on milwaukee to like get shit done and like that and you went to (laughs) uw yeah, uh, UW, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah. All right, perfect. And you were there for three years, two years? Three, three-ish years, yeah. Nice. And and now you work here in Milwaukee as an engineer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm living the dream. I love capitalism so much. But what I really want to know is, like, the artist side of you, because obviously you're a photographer. You are in the comedy scene. You like all these different niche art. Now, where where did that come from? How, how old were you when you started that? To me, music is one of those really great avenues to find other kinds of art. Because I remember growing up, I used to love album art. Like, I still love to go to record stores and just look at album art. I will buy records simply because I think the, like, the cover looks yeah. cool. And, like, when I read books, like, covers that are... If I'm at a bookstore, same thing. I will buy a book because I think the cover looks really cool. You're a marketer's dream. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, but yeah, that's one of those things where it's like, I like the ways in which art and and like visual artists try to capture some kind of emotion, a sentiment, an idea, just visually. And that's one way that I kind of got into art. I just always loved just the visual expression of things that aren't 
necessarily visual to start with. How old do you think you were when you started realizing? I was maybe in middle school, high school. Not, it's Pride Month, so I have to talk about this, but like Lady Gaga music videos were one of those things where I'm like, this is kind of like crazy. Like this music video is actually like a lot, like there's a whole universe that's being contained in this music video. It's not just like, you know, Backstreet Boys dancing like on a rooftop. I'm like, there's no story there. Yeah, yeah. But then I remember being really young and like watching Lady Gaga music videos. I'm like, there is a whole narrative here. And so again, the music kind of led me to these forms of art and stuff. And then it wasn't even until I was older that I also got into like film, not just as like, oh, a movie, like entertainment, but like really appreciating film because it's, it's an art form. It's a bunch of different shots in a row. Yeah, know? yeah. And there's like a sequ- there's like all this crazy stuff that happens and and the music video is just a condensed version of that, right? And so that's kind of one of the first things that really made me appreciate all other kinds of art. Is music is a really good avenue to find all these other art forms and that's where I really got into it, I think, in high school. So one of my favorite facts about Lady Gaga is that she's the creative director for Polaroid. Dude, she's you, a badass. How do you get that job? Like Polaroid had to go to her. There's no way she's sending her resume in. She yeah, her creatively she's insane to me. And like her ability to commit to a character for the entire like run, like promotional run of an album and the tour, like she will commit to an entire character for an entire album tour. And then she'll like go dormant for like half a year. And then she's an entirely new person with an entirely new sound on an album and like then commits to that while running like a makeup line and like all these other stuff that she's doing, like a, a foundation. Like she has so much stuff going on. I'm like, that's But it's also crazy. like the, the art of it, which is like the overthinking of like, this is my end goal. This is what I want to be. This is what I hope they understand. And I'm going to get that through all of this art. That I'm gonna it's the ultimate there. commitment to the bit. Yeah. Is really what it is. It's like I'm committing to this idea in all of these different like avenues, right? The promotion, the like the inner all the interviews that I have to do, how I dress on stage, like all the stage design, like everything is all revolving around this one little universe that is essentially the album that is contained within the album. But it has to be so thought out just that you get to that point. And that's a lot like especially with art once someone sees it, like say a song or, or a joke or something like that, people don't know how many hours you put in to just get to that point, you right. know? They just conceptualize. Yeah. I want to say it was Michelangelo who said like... Um, the, the artist or the turtle? The okay. turtle said, uh, pizza's good. And the, <laughs> the artist said, my mastery, if they knew how hard it, I worked to get there... They wouldn't think it's masterful at all. It's a series of steps and tasks. They only see the painting that's on the wall. They don't understand that that painting was scratched four times. You know, they don't understand that that was thrown in the garbage. I had to go pick it back up and, you know, repaint it. You know, it's they only see the last finished product. What's crazy to me as an engineer, being an engineer makes me appreciate art so much more. And like being an artist, right, also helps me appreciate like engineering so much more. They're both very similar. They're just, you're doing a series of steps to accomplish a certain goal. You kind of lay out a plan of what you're going to do. I mean, sometimes you just kind of go about it and just try your best. 
but there's like a plan. You're like, I'm this is where I am. This is where I want to be. This is what I have to do along every step of the way. And then at the end, I have the thing that I set out to make. And it's weird to me now because I'll look at things and I lose so much wonder for so many things. Because I'm like, oh, I... I know how you would make that. Like, this is not interesting to me anymore. Because I And there's some films where I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, I wonder how they made, I wonder how they shot that. Or like, there's something about art to me that's still kind of, some people are really good at making it, make, keeping the magic of it. And with engineering stuff, there are some things where I'm like, okay, I really wonder how they like manufactured this thing. But I know all the tools that you would use. And there's stuff about like film or, other kinds of media where I'm just like, oh, I don't really know how you even would do that. It's like when you go to a restaurant. If you're a chef, you know how to make this dish. But there's something about that when you see it done so well, that you're like, how could they make that out of this? Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to me. And that's what I, that's why art's never going to go away. Because that's... It can't. No, it's people who are like, oh, like AI is going to... I'm like, no, we're going to find so many other ways to express ourselves around and through AI anyways that I really don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. The AI aspect of everything, like, we adapted to computers. We adapted to, you know, so it's like everyone will keep adapting. So long as capitalism needs us humans to be fucking make, being exploited, we're going to be fine. (laughs) Capitalism, check. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's happening. I do have a bunch of questions for you, and uh, you do photography so well now. Like, but like, what's your favorite genre and style of photography that you like to either capture or look at? I love like cityscape, landscape, street photography. It's my favorite because my preferred way of like going about art is I love, I love to capture things that people don't think are important or don't really matter. Um, like shows, things like that. People are like, obviously everyone wants a picture of that because it's, it's, it means something. Everyone can understand why it means something. I like when the light catches a building just right. And I'm just like walking through the city. And I'm like, that looks incredible. Because to me, that's more about just being in the moment and not looking for and not expecting anything, but just being present in a moment and even like things that you would just walk by, like there's cars driving by, like not even paying attention, they don't care, it means nothing to them. But if you just like stepped outside of your car or if you were walking and just decided to look in this direction, you would realize how cool that building looks in this light at this time of day during this time of the year. People have the eye for that. It's unreal to see their vision come to life through a lens, you know? It's like, oh, that shadow is hitting this building right now. They did nothing. They didn't set the scene. They didn't, like, add this lighting before. But it's just natural that it hits that way. And they can encapsulate it, which is amazing to do. It's my favorite to just stumble upon scenes. As much as I love, like, portraiture in general, it's, like, my least favorite. Because I'm like, it's not magical enough to me. Like, to just be... And that's why I think I love performance photography because it's like I'm watching scenes unfold and they could go any way and I just have to kind of be in the right spot at the right time to get a good moment of something. So it's like a, it's almost like a condensed version of, like, what I do in street photography, but it's, it's, it's like, moving so rapidly. Whereas, like, sometimes you, the light will move in a day pretty quickly. If you're, like, around long enough, you'll see, especially during certain times of the year where the light is moving fast... And like your normal 7 p.m. light 
in the summer is actually at like two in the afternoon in the winter. It just hits different. And so I, I just love stumbling upon things and making, catching, just catching something at the right time, not making it. There's so much beautiful portraiture that happens and that's a whole other kind of form, right? Cause there's like, like stage design and like set design yep. and that's cool too. Like, I think that's so incredible. I don't think in that way. I like, to me, it's like I'm wandering. I'm wandering a lot with yeah. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hoping that it comes to you, you know, which is very cool. Or that I just happen to stumble into yeah. it. That's fun. Obviously, you're doing more portraits, more events, more things like that. Who's someone that you are either inspired by or love to maybe do an event with or something like that? One of my favorite street photographers, his name is Daniel Arnold. And he shoots film in New York. Um, I've been following him for years. And what's really, really funny is that he's been shooting, and he's, like, done Vogue, like, after parties. Like, he's, like, a big name in photography in New York. And what's so wild to me is that his brother owns a vet shop in Shorewood. Like, he owns his brother's <laughs> veterinarian, not a vet shop, but he's, his brother's... A vet shop. You yeah, know where they sell Where they sell dogs? veterinarians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where they sell veterans to you. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a BMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, his brother is a veterinarian in Shorewood. That's awesome. And I'm like, that is, when I learned that, I'm like, that is so wild that this dude is out in New York doing all this crazy shit that I love to see. And his brother is just like being a vet in it's, Shorewood. It's so weird that everyone has a different path. Like, I watched the smart list documentary have you seen on hbo max it's about a podcast with will arnett and jason bateman and sean hayes and they go city to city but sean hayes sister lives in madison she's an ex-cop and they talk about her on the podcast a lot so when they did the tour they stopped in madison and she does not like the spotlight you know <laughs> yeah but they talk about her so she's just off stage waving to everyone not mic'd up and they're like tracy from madison and, it, <laughs> and it's like it's wild that these people are in the spotlight they love it and then there's uh, someone who has the same bloodline just does not want any of it just on the side just right like, yeah right just a whole different path yeah and i do i love that and that's so he's one of them and then the other one that i really love his name is quinn tucker he goes by Quasar Media on Instagram. And he has photographed so many incredible musicians and typically does like Coachella, all these like big, big shows and like has these incredible portraits of like Tower of the Creator. And like, he's just incredible. And I love him. He's one of my biggest inspirations for like performance photography. So I have like my kind of different kinds of photographers I like for different things. Now, does the photography scene here in Milwaukee, is it similar to the comedy scene in Milwaukee? No. I don't, it's weird. I'm not, I feel like I'm not tapped into the photography scene at all. And what's so weird is like, I didn't feel like a real photographer, even though I've really been a photographer and been doing the photographic process for so long, but I didn't own a camera for like 10 years. So it was like really hard for me to then find the way to use this equipment and get the thing that I want to get across using this equipment. And so I still feel like a very much like a baby to photography. Even though I've been capturing composition and, and that's always been something that I've cared about when I take photos. And so I, I, I've like never felt comfortable being like 
adjacent to the scene. It's okay. changing now. Like yeah, yeah. now I'm getting more I'm like talking to more photographers and like I, I'm getting to know more people in the scene who care about photography and stuff. But for the longest time I'm like, I don't know even we're very elusive, right? We're the people we're never on stage, right? True. Co- comics it's like, well I see I know that you do that because I see you on the stage. Whereas like photographers, you have to sometimes catch them being photographers. Your job is to be in the shadows. Right. For the event, you know, it's like it's very. You're out of the, You have to be. You can't be in anyone's way. You have to like be almost invisible sometimes, yeah. and especially like street photographers, because their whole thing is being almost undetectable as we're walking through a city and like taking portraits of people who don't know we're photographing yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, I, I find it weird to get into the photography scene because I feel I know so I know photographers and I know people who like like develop film and like do do these things here in Milwaukee. But I never feel like I'm, like, in... And I don't know if any of us feel that way. Well, that's fair, because, you know, what is even in? <laughs> you know, what does that right. even like, mean? To me, like, I'm a photographer in the comedy scene. Like, I'm not, like, a photographer in the f- photography scene. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what all of us are. We're, like, there's photographers who are in the art gallery scene. There's photographers who are in the punk scene. There's photographers who are in the rap scene, right? And it's, like... Everyone kind of has their own thing that they photograph, and so none of us really cross paths because the scene that we're in isn't a photography scene. It's a whole other scene entirely. And that's weird because you guys are always shooting something else. You know, you're not shooting other photographers. Right, right. You know, that's when it would be more at scene. So I guess that's a very good point. Man. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird little group of people. Well, <laughs> well what's something that you would say to someone who wants to start off for photography, what would you tell? What advice would you give them? Just fucking do it. I don't know. That's what everyone. That's what everyone tells you, right? Every time yeah. someone's like, "Oh, how do you get into this?" Everyone will tell you, "Just go do it." Think about what it is that it, you look for in photography that like speaks to you. You, I don't think you need a camera to be a photographer. Like iPhones are so insane right now. If you can just get the thing that you're trying to get the idea of in a photo. Like, it's doable on, like, a phone. That's always a really hard push because some people don't feel legitimate as photographers. Like, like I didn't, right, until I got a camera. But I, I always will say that I've been a photographer for a really long time because I know what it is that I want to photograph and I know what it is that I like seeing and I would capture those things. And as long as you're just capturing the thing that you, that you like or want to get across, then that's the easiest way. And then if you want to become more official, right, you kind of have to commit and like eat, eat that cost of getting your own equipment or whatever. Yeah. And that's, no one talks about how expensive it is to be a photographer. Like a comic can just like go on stage and just like do comedy for free. Yeah. And it, 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 I feel the same way about like runners. Like you can just go run. Like you don't really need expensive anything to go be a runner. But if you were to be like a cyclist, you have to like fucking commit, yeah, to doing to doing that. I think I think I mean, to be to be fair, like in any type of uh, career or goal you have, to be good at it, you do have to like put down some payment. You got to put down some, you know, whether it's time payment yeah. or or official cost for something. Right. You yeah. Know? Put in the fucking cash, and then you'll know right away whether or not you want to keep doing it. Like I see people who buy cameras. And then shoot once or twice and then never do it again. Same thing with bikes, right? People buy bicycles. They spend like 
a thousand dollars on a new trek bike and they're like i'm gonna get into it this year and i'm gonna do it and then they take their bike out like twice and then they never ride it again it's it's always like a good idea to them but they're not fully committed to it yeah commit you have to yeah that's really what it is just so to me right my advice is always commit like on your phone commit to just going for a walk or showing up to things no one realizes how hard it is to just show up to like events like every day yeah (laughs) it's like so much time to do that but if you really want to do that you have to go to a five open mics a week or four open mics or whatever five shows and all these gallery openings and all these exhibitions like you just have to go or you have to leave the house to do your street photography or whatever your nature photography and if you can't even get up to do that consistently without equipment like you're just gonna feel worse that you bought something that you're not gonna yeah and i see a lot of people just see stuff on their phone at home and they're like oh that's great and don't realize you have to get off your couch to go do that right right which with you going out to events and all these like open mics and be in the comedy scene and like take photographs well how do you recharge your batteries after all because there's like so much like you know social events that's when i shoot my photography because especially when i'm doing shows I have some agency, right, where it's like, oh, I kind of know what kind of shots I want to get. I know what I like to shoot when I'm shooting performance photography, but I still, like, have to deliver something that's not entirely me, right? Like, this is what photography in comedy looks like, and that's, like, a, a product in a sense. Whereas, like, when I'm shooting photography for me, like, I'm just going on a walk to walk, and like, if I shoot something, I shoot something. If I don't, I don't. Like, it's not, there's no real deliverable for me at the end. Like, that feels good, or I'll just play video games. What video games are we playing? I, so, I love Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I'm trying so hard not to like play Tears of the Kingdom. It's just gonna ruin your life, or what? Yeah, like, it, it will. Uh, I get so like caught up in it, and especially when I'm like, I'll be at work and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get home and finish this one quest in Legend of Zelda today. It's so stupid. But then there's also like books. I love reading. So I read a lot. And that that's kind of also like tense for me because sometimes I read a lot of really serious like nonfiction. And so like this past weekend, I went to Boswell Books and then I went up to one of the workers. and I was like, I need a book that is just like chill. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was reading a book about like zoning regulations in the u.s <laughs> so it's like i just wanted the history like I, I like care about the history of like why your cities are built the way they are and so i'll read that and then i'm like i realize i'm not having fun reading it anymore i didn't have fun when you said it <laughs> but i'm like wild. i need to read just a fun little book so i read graphic novels okay i love reading graphic novels and i love playing video games to really decompress from like anything truly like creative for me because like i can't draw like when i'm looking at graphic novels i'm like oh that's so cool but i'm never gonna be like oh i want to do that or like i'll play video games and i'm never like oh i really like it's so cool they do that where there's other things where i'm like i kind of start to get interested in like it activates something in my brain to yeah. me completely deactivating my brain is like that's the it. best so like i watch a lot of like old tv shows and like old like movies that i like i watch white chicks because I'm like, this is just a movie that I can just not... I don't care about the cinematography. I don't care about the score. Like, I don't care about any of that. 
I just want to watch this because it's kind of funny. Yeah, and it's like something about like turning your brain off and like watching something is so therapeutic. It is. Like, and that's why a lot of popular stuff you're like, oh, this is a very dumb movie, really, but that's what it set out to be. It just to escape from everything, from like just decompressing and and watching it. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> yeah, and I think it also makes you kind of cynical because. To me, this is like the dumb shit. This is the shit that I watch to turn off my brain. There are people who like their entire lives are doing that when they get home. So I always have to like balance the, I'm like, there are days where I feel bad that I don't go out. And I just need to remember that it's like okay to just like take a break. Because to me, the most exhausting thing is meeting people, is meeting new people and then introducing yourself and being introduced to and like giving someone that time. And so when I started interviewing people for my project, I was like super stoked about it. And then there was like three months where I'm like, I'm having writer's block because I, I just like, it's so, it takes so much out of me yeah. to meet people and like go to all these events and really commit to being present in a scene that I'm not really a part of or or anything like that. I'm, I'm get, it's getting better now because I know more people and so it doesn't feel so alienating, but there is something about just meeting people and like being around a bunch of people all the time that gets exhausted. Yeah, the energy that you have to keep up and match them and give them your time and be focused and, and all that stuff is exhausting because you're engaging the whole time. Right, right. You know, you can't shut it off and be like, all right, keep talking well and like look down and stuff like you're you want to be a good interviewer you want to be a good you know host or whatever yeah and do we want to talk about your project so last year i started this project called i'm a community it's a series of portraits and the whole project the the reason i call it i'm a community it's i'm a community the community is me because i absolutely despise the culture of like being self-made I'm like, there, no one in this world is self-made because we live in a fucking society. There is a reason that you are able to do what you do and it's not because your own sheer willpower to do it. It's because there is either family, friends, you know, a community of people that enable you to do this and to be successful while doing it. And so the whole project was kind of looking in on what it is to be an artist who cares about the community they live in. It's meant to be a reflection of, not only like introspect introspectively for myself, but also for the artists to kind of sit. And I always ask them like, what is it about this community that like you like or, or whatever, but also for other people to see that there are all these people who make their whole city like run creatively. Like there is a local sign painter who is painting the signs at the restaurant that you go to every week or whatever. Yeah. There's someone who does that. The shows that you go to, there's a producer and a promoter. There's all these people who do stuff. And there's the and the bands who are playing the show that you're going to for entertainment, they have lives and they have these a community of people that they exist around. And I just wanted to like see all of these people like in one place. Like I wanted it to be a place where you can be like, wow, look at all the people that it takes to make Milwaukee feel like there's shit happening here or who are making shit happen here. And so for me, that's kind of what the whole point of the project is. So it involves me not just like going out to like interview someone, but it's a series of portraits of people in their environment. 
It's a project about really showing up yeah. and being there. Because you get to a show, you watch a comedy show. I've seen this many times that people get there. They don't understand that that show had to be put on. That show had to be booked. That show had to be talked with the venue, get the chairs, do the setup. They had to put this all on. This has been months in planning. And they don't understand when they get there. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to listen to this person talk. Very funny. And that's all they can care about. They're, there for, they're, in, they're in your space for an hour. In your space. Like, the space that you do what you do. They're there for an hour. And then they leave without any appreciation for what it really is that just happened. Yeah, and you've been and you planning it. The producer's been planning it for months and months and months. Like, there's you people know? sweating in the back, like, hoping it all goes well. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you're just trying to... Ha- and you're just having a good... You're just having a blast. Yeah, you're, you're just, just having laughing. a little cocktail and just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Right, it's about that. It's There's people who are, like, sweating in the back. <laughs> They're, like, putting in all this <laughs> effort. And I wanted to, like, showcase... Who these people are or the people who are just like trying to get out there right and, and they're and they're putting on shows and they're performing at you know wherever and it's like i wanted to just showcase all of these people who make milwaukee fun it's and it, and part of it too is i hate how like the national narrative for milwaukee is right it's like super pol- like it's just a polarized city to in discussion and i like hated how like i hate how racist everyone is about milwaukee they're like oh like you don't get scared, like, blah, 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 like, Milwaukee's so dangerous, and, like, yeah. like, why do you want to keep living there? I'm like, there's so much good shit happening in the city, and you're, it, like, you're overshadowing it with this cloud that doesn't really exist, because we're, we're doing so much stuff out here that you have no idea how much fun we're having, because you don't even know that it's happening. You're 100% right, and it's a spotlight that gets shown in Milwaukee. They're not spotlighting... You know this awesome art gallery showing. There's sp- spotlighting that IKEA got stole. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. only thing you'll tell. Like my parents, they live in a in a very small town up north, and they'd be like, "There was a fire in Milwaukee. Are you okay?" And I was like, first of all, there was so much going on in Milwaukee <laughs> last night." <laughs> Besides a fire at a gas yeah. station, you know, I was like, I was, I'm fine, you know. It's like, but that's the only thing they would know. That's the only thing that would be on the news. Or, or yeah, I remember after that, um, the playoffs, that shooting after the playoffs. Yes. After the Bucks championship, yep. I was on, I was down there. I was down there, and then I walked up to, to Brady. Me and my friends just were like, ah, oh, it's so, it's too packed down here. Let's just go. We'll go to like garage or something. Yep. And so we just walked up Brady. And then I remember like blacking out a little bit, and then I went home, passed out. Wake up the next morning, and my sister and my mom have like left me phone calls, like voicemails, <laughs> like "Are you okay?" There was a shooting down like in the Deer District, all this stuff. I'm like, I was like, I was like, I'm in Milwaukee, like on Brady. None of us knew anything about it. No, I was at Nomad, knew nothing, knew nothing. I was like, there's so much that's happening here, and people can't. There's no frame of reference for them. And so that's kind of what I really wanted to get. I'm like, there is so much happening. There's so much happening. There's so many people making it happen. What is the ideal platform you're going to put this all on? So currently it's on Instagram. So it's like just a bunch of portraits right now. And I've recently also kicked off this Substack publication, which is a series of newsletters. It's called What You Missed Milwaukee. And it's meant to make people feel bad for not leaving their house and supporting local events. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a, here's what to do in Milwaukee this week. Because there's so much shit that is that already. Yeah. Right? You have 
Discover Milwaukee, on Milwaukee, all these Milwaukee things. 360, yeah. 365, all that stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you wanted to go, you would just go. I'm just gonna, I'm just here to make you feel bad for not going. <laughs> like I was there, I took pictures, I talked to people, I had a great time, and you were at home doing nothing. So the whole project is really meant to make people feel bad for not investing in their community and for not supporting local creatives of any medium. <laughs> and so um, it's uh, every week I'll be posting a what you missed last week, and that's kind of just like a summary of. Here's events I went to, and here's kind of who performed in them. And then at the end of the month, I'll do like some in-depth writing on, hey, I went to this event, this is who I talked to, this is like, here's pictures from that event. And so it'll be like a weekly, here's a little recap of what you missed last week, and then the monthly will be, here's really kind of what went down while we were there. And then um, I'm a Community is then an aspect of that whole publication. One of the newsletters is Making Milwaukee. And that's who are the people who are making Milwaukee. And that, that's where the kind of cross-platform will happen. It'll go from I'm a community page on Instagram where you just see the portraits as a, a visual art form in the, of themselves. And then the interviews that I have with people will be on the publication. That's awesome. Yeah, deeper dive behind the, the faces you see. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Which reminds me, which brings me to my last question. Has anyone said I've been hot in your photos? No one has said Damn that. Damn it. I was hoping for one. Cuskies, we I got on. A, I was on his podcast, and someone said they like my feet. So I've been riding that high for about three weeks. Yeah, no one. I'm not <laughs> taking any pictures of your feet, but we can I negotiate. Wish, something I afterwards. wish my feet are yeah. my feet are ugly. My feet are very ugly. So I think people are into that though. Ugly feet? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what makes a foot conventionally attractive. I don't know. I don't know. I think they said your mother's stage like sucking on your toes or something like that i don't know it was part of the brain i read somewhere yeah freud i'm sure yeah yeah had yeah. a lot of ideas about it <laughs> <laughs> well uh where can they find you online and on instagram and all that what's your handle on instagram it's trash pimp trash pimp <laughs> trash pimp is the yeah that's my that's my like day-to-day handle and then i'm a community i am a community one big word is the name of the project you can also just find that linked on my trash pimp instagram yeah and if you found this i'm sure you can find that yeah, yeah. so uh, i want to thank you very much for being on and uh, just hanging with me at this coffee shop thanks for uh, talking about your feet with me i really like that. that's why I, I, every every at the end of the podcast <laughs> this is like, the, the whole point of this podcast yeah. is just to I wanted to throw in my feet. about yeah your feet yeah, and yeah, I yeah. wanted to see if anyone said I was hot from your photos, but not. <laughs> no, no one has said that. Actually, they all said that you were really ugly. <laughs> all the photos. Damn it! All right, I'm taking stop, them all can down. You stop photographing that guy. <laughs> I'm untaking myself in all the photos. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, for me, if anyone wants to see me do comedy, go to juddreminger.com and uh, have a good night, Jedi Warriors. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and your earbuds.